Um, it's good that we're not in person because I have I have a killer bout of pink eye happening right here. Oh no! Gross, right? Keep it in the basement, Cole. I, I don't know when I got it. Probably when you were making out with that chick. Well, I I keep on rubbing all that garbage on my face, but I mean, if rubbing garbage on your face is wrong, I don't want to be hey, right. Hey, don't call her garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode number 130 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole, and I'm your host, and I am joined via Skype today by... Dennis Furia. David Moneysmith. And Ben Merkel. First try. Commendable, fellas. Uh, wow. Commendable. <laughs> so what do we have in store for today? Um, let's see here in the quick hits. We had a big announcement uh, today. It will have been a couple of days ago by the time this comes out, but the new iPhone was announced, and I am rapidly trying to ju- justify that as a vi- as a video game story. Um, also, some news about um, Uncharted Three and the Unreal Engine, a couple of rapid fire things, and then uh, um, an action packed what you've been playing. At least on my end, I don't know about you guys with your grown up jobs and whatever, but it's been a couple weeks, so we'll have plenty of backed up stuff to talk about, right? Oh yeah, sure, definitely. Oh, sounds with with enthusiasm, fellas. Come on, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> A little bit less enthusiasm. Now it's time for the quick hits where we talk about things that happen in video game news and we do it pretty quick. Coin sound. So I got stuck with the last quick hit. Quick hit so I'll begin with this story, which. <laughs> Uh, whatever. We'll see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> as you already mentioned, they announced the iPhone uh, 4S today, which is basically like the iPhone, but upgraded. It has twice the processing power and four times the graphical power of its predecessor. And it has new things like better camera, voice control. And to tie it into this podcast, uh, Epic Games will be releasing Infinity Blade 2 exclusively for the device. And also, AirPlay will allow screen mirroring to Apple TV, which puts iOS games on the big screen. So, yeah, um, I'm probably the only person who is incredibly excited about this. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to put four minutes on the clock here, and we're going to see if I can bring you guys around to my side. Can I start with a a question? Yeah, sure. So I I looked up a video on Infinity Blade 2, and it actually looks really, really good, like... Um, especially considering the the platform that it was on, but also just really, really good in general. But the whole idea of scaling it up to a big screen, is that ever a good idea? Because I know you could do that with like um, some previous handheld systems. And Does a game ever still look good when you put it from a small screen like that up onto a big screen? The iPhone resolution, I'd have to take a look and see what the actual like retina display resolution is, but it's pretty close, if not um, exactly at um, high def. Uh-huh. So if it's if a game is retina optimized and most of them are just because the iPhone four is the best selling phone um, in the world, uh, um, then yes, hey, don't snort at me. Um, then 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 yes, it will it will look good when it's when it's brought up like that. The only problem I could think of would be latency. Uh, uh-huh. But I like the idea of like being able to just sit down and play uh, like Final Fantasy Tactics iOS on there. You know, like a like a you know commander looking at my command console, looking down at it. 
<laughs> they, should have, they should have like a, a touchscreen TV coming out soon, so that you can put the stuff up on the TV and then play it directly on the TV. Oh yeah. They could build it. They make it big enough. They could build it as make, getting a workout because you really got to move to <laughs> drag your hands and fingers it's, across. They have that. It's called Microsoft Surface. It costs twenty thousand dollars, and nobody wants it. I thought that like um, didn't Nintendo patent like TV workouts or something. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I know EA did it to, to, to great effect. But but what's interesting about this is that this thing is going to be so powerful that it's going to it's going to segment the market. Like you you have Infinity Blade, which is using, you know, really cutting edge tech. You know, this is Epic, the, the, the guys behind, you know, Gears of War and the developer for the most popular engine that's used in consoles, you know, throwing their weight behind it. It's just it's just going to be going to be interesting that this is bringing phones and the iphone in particular closer to being in parity with uh with with you know big boy consoles you know i've i've just decided you know i, I i'm tired of having an android phone um it was fun when i first got it but it's kind of ridiculous that in one pocket i carry my my, my droid incredible and in the other pocket i carry my ipod touch <laughs> yeah, is that is that where we're knitting out on Droid? Is oh, it was a nice little ploy back to the iPhone. Well, for me, it was it was a matter of I needed to be on my family's plan because I have no mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. and um and and at the time that I got the Droid, it it, it was the most iPhone like experience that I could get on Verizon. Oh yeah, because the iPhone's fairly new on there. Yeah, I mean, it just came out. Um, you know. Mm, earlier this year even i think i think like january the, the the verizon iphone was announced and even this one it's dual band so it could it could feasibly work on both it could be either g gsm or cdma i'm sold on it you know and that my, my being an apple fanboy notwithstanding i mean what, what what do you guys think i mean none of you have smartphones do you no well, i have a um droid x okay i have a palm okay huh i well to both of you then do you do any gaming on it I personally do not because I can afford a laptop. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I it, the whole mobile gaming thing really confuses me. Um, there's very few scenarios where I would be doing that, that I wouldn't be using a laptop or a PC or a console. Although I do have to say I work with a fellow that has some, like, weird overclocked... Um, android thing that's like you know 1.8 gigahertz dual core craziness or something and he does a lot of gaming it's actually very impressive hmm well i was gonna say you know you talk about trying to win someone over to um the iphone i uh you know for for work in my line of work we you know some of the stuff i work on is how many times can i say work in one sentence (laughs) um but no like we develop apps and uh so there's, you know, there's. Uh, I don't work directly on a project right now, but there's a very good chance in the future that I'll be working on developing apps for I- iPad, iPhone, that sort of thing. And um, it's completely ridiculous that right now the company policy is they won't buy you a smartphone. And what? so, yeah, and, like I'm, I'm developing this stuff, and I can't even see or interact <laughs> with what I'm working on. So um, they're, they're trying to change that. And um, if, if we're successful in changing that, then I. I very possibly could have a a new smartphone in my Ooh. future and it, it would most probably be an iphone and if i'm going to get an iphone i might as well get a nice iphone um there there are no guarantees um and i'll definitely keep you guys updated on it but i, I might be getting an iphone in the in the not too distant future although i will say when i was um 
working on the iPhone game um, for senior design, um, I actually had absolutely no... I couldn't even code for it because um, all their stuff only works on Mac products. It's on Mac products and it's Objective-C. Right, exactly. Yeah. So our, our, our time is up. Dennis, I hope you do get one, not just because I want to convert you, but because I want somebody to talk about iPhone games with. <laughs> and, I, and I think that of, of, the, of the four of us here, um, or the three of the three of you, you're the one who would be most receptive to the kind of experiences that iPhone games bring. So, so to be, I, I hope, I hope that for you because it will bring you um, uh, a not a not uh, insignificant amount of joy. Who okay. who would be the least I'm, receptive? I don't know. I'd I'd say I'd say David. Eh. All right. Um, Epic Games, um, in addition to their whole thing with the iPhone, um, made an appearance at Adobe's Max conference and announced that Unreal Engine three will be compatible with Flash Player eleven. And they then demonstrate this by showing Unreal Tournament 3 running on a browser. Um, you know, this could be big because um, it could allow real games to appear on um, Facebook and Google. Um, so what do you guys think? I am going to put, uh, eh, let's, let's be generous, another four minutes on the clock. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I like the I I, I kind of like the idea of just being able to plug in a gamepad and navigate to Facebook and play a game with somebody. I mean, at that point, Facebook would just become kind of a, a an Xbox Live that already has your friends built in, right? Yeah, that actually kind of cool. Yeah, although, so I mean, Microsoft controllers can be made to work with PC fairly easily, right? Yeah, it's almost completely sport. So if you own a PS3, I guess you're SOL. Pretty much. Um, but there's a you could probably it get could drivers be because because PS3 controllers they just connect through USB A right mm-hmm. so, something like that so or many USB so you you know there could be drivers put out by wow, Sony if they, like the, <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if, if, if they felt the desire to do that if it became a market um, and you know worst case somebody just does a homebrew um, yeah I mean I I would be like ninety nine percent certain someone's got to have made you know a driver for that oh yeah. Even just for fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the uh, although the thing that I think could be interesting is how this would affect um, some of the cloud computing things they're trying to do with like the Google whatever. Oh, like the like the fast, like Google Fast, and then uh, Amazon's yeah. Silk thing that they're coming out with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, mean, it could be like on live, right, where they do all the video processing on one end and send it out. But that exactly. would that, that would be that would be less. Um, I mean, what we're getting at here is that, you know, the average laptop is now fast enough to, you know, to run these things, even if, even in something that's, you know, just like a browser, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't need all that network overhead. You could just have the code execute in the browser itself. Next stop, Singularity. I guess, right? <laughs> that's a horrible game. Why would you want to play that? <laughs> <laughs> It looked good, though. Well, imagine playing that with, uh, with, with, you know, three or four shitty people from high school, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I if I just if I can just play in my browser, <laughs> exactly. No, no, I mean, I mean, we 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 can't mention this without without talking about some stuff that's been tried like this before, right? There was Quake Live. There was also um, Battlefield Heroes. Uh, yes, yeah, kind of. No, you had to you had to install that and launch it though. Oh, you did? I thought that was browser. I thought that you wait wait that, that was. It was weird. Like it was some of both. The the actual gameplay I don't think was browser. 
Okay. Uh, you know what it was is I think that you could you had kind of the option to play it from your browser, but there was kind of like a launch on its own full screen mode that was just nicer. So everyone did that. Everyone used that. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know too many people unless you're like an extreme camper who would like play a first or a third person shooter and like browse, you know, IGN.com at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the important part is portability. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of. Uh, the more egregious examples of me slacking at work and playing Minecraft um, on the work computers yes. using the uh, using the browser, you know, because that's just JavaScript. So I'm gonna have no to bit. try that. Yeah, I could almost even claim that that like had some relevancy to my work. Just say, hey, I'm you know, I'm I'm laying down circuits in redstone. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to work at the most basic level here. It's rapid prototyping, exactly. David. It's rapid yeah. prototyping. What are you coding? C plus plus? Nah, redstone. <laughs> Ironically, I live um what half a mile from redstone. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, oh, there's got to be a source closer to you. Just dig deeper. Yeah, just dig deeper. You get down to the to about the lava level, and you're okay. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is you start getting close, and they kind of start shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, those skeletons, they get kind of wily with their bow and arrow, right? <laughs> wow. How long can we continue to completely unrelated conversations? But um, I will have to say, as much as I hate to agree with anything Mac does, um, I thought Flash in general, I don't know, like, I don't like Flash. It's yeah. that annoying things that corporate websites do. Yeah, it's entirely unnecessary now that there's HTML5 and it's natively supported in a browser and it's not a resource hog, et cetera, et cetera. Look, I mean, Flash may have been the lesser superhero, but he's still at his place. <laughs> this is a hyper-technical episode. I, 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 I apologize. It was announced that Uncharted 3 is going to require Sony's online pass to access PSN features, uh, which means that uh, you'll need it to play online multiplayer. Uh, to get past the corporate speak. Uh, basically, the pass... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just laughing at uh, you. Oh, okay, okay. Speak. I thought, oh, I said something funny. Wow. No. <laughs> um, so th this pass is going to be activated by a one-time use code that you'll either get in the game's box if uh, if you buy it uh, firsthand, or you'll have to purchase it from PSN for $10. Um, it's very similar to what EA has done with their online passes, and it's very similar to the system used for Resistance 3 this year. So Sony cited piracy as the main reason uh, for resorting to the pass and not being greedy bastards. <laughs> let's put uh, let's let's put three minutes on the clock. Dennis, it sounds like you have uh, you have an opinion on this. Well, OK, so I understand that, you know, use game sales kill and everything like that. But for someone who for the longest time did Gamefly, this completely ruins um, that experience, if that's going to be the norm, to the extent where I, I, I would wonder if Gamefly isn't trying to get into the into the mix here and find some sort of solve for this in anticipation of it, because it, it's just ridiculous to me. Um, to it, it kind of nullifies the purpose. Every game has some online component, and um, well, I won't say every game, but most games do. And uh, and a lot of times that's that's even the larger part of the experience. And so to wall it off to someone who would be buying secondhand is uh, is dirty pool in my mind. I'm not very happy with it. I think EA actually really has the right idea on this for for them being the company that kind of ushered this into the mainstream. Um, they 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 have trials 
which is nice. So yes. you can pop in like Dead Space 2, and then the first screen that pops up is like, enter your online pass. And it's either enter the pass, cancel, or you just, you know, say, hey, let me try this for seven days. And then oh, really? it's activated for seven days. So here's my problem with that is for whatever reason, I always or almost always play through the single player mode first and then go to multiplayer. Um, and I don't know why there's this sense in me that that's the right way to do it, but that's that's usually the way I operate. I feel like it's somehow skipping out or the, that uh, the, the multiplayer might reveal things about settings later in the game. Maybe it's a purist thing. I don't know. <laughs> but so like for me, those seven days are going to be spent uh, doing multiplayer. If they gave me the option to say like give me a trial for seven days when I want it, which I guess maybe that's what the cancel option is. Yeah, they, they do that. Okay. Your, your, so, your, your concern is invalid. What I don't like about this is just that it's anti-competitive. I mean, personally, I um, buy used games or wait for the games to get cheap just because I think um, most games are overpriced for what they give you. And I just I don't like the idea that instead of working to provide a quality product that people might be willing to pay full price for they just you know try to cut off competition ben yeah i mean that's the first thing i thought of when i read this was thinking about how it would affect gamefly because it it seems to definitely be an attack against that more than piracy you know um I feel like there's probably more people using Gamefly to get a copy of Uncharted 3 than there are people trying to pirate it. Hmm. Well, I think used game sales in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of not cool for them to do, I guess. But, um, but I mean, I guess for the people who really like the game to begin with, they're going to be buying it first day anyway. So You know what I just want to happen, though? And I know this would be complete puppetry, but I just want like Naughty Dog to come out and be like, we don't like this, we're outraged, and Sony's making us do it. And that way I could feel at least a little good. Be like, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Naughty Dog. Like, Naughty Dog, you guys are still cool. Naughty Dog is looking for a new publisher. Now it's time for the rapid fire, which are the quick hits of the quick hits, but talk about stuff even faster. Machine gun noise. Dennis, I say this one just for you. Yay! The website for a South African retailer shows the existence of a Jack HD collection. All the Jack and Daxter games, at least the mainline ones, uh, stated to come out on the PS3 in January of 2012. So, how's that make you feel, Dennis? Um, elated, except for the, um, the, th the posting is not up anymore and there's no screenshot proving that it exists. So this oh. is like completely a phantom. But so they I, will sell it to you if you just send $10,000 to a unmarked <laughs> South African <Yeah>. bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, I'm, I'm excited that I, I will be buying that if that comes out. Hey, it's internal Sony developed pretty much. And you know, mm -hmm. Um, but for all intents and purposes, and that's Will Sony's Jack included. That's uh, ooh, yeah, that's Will what? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably the universal. There's a racing <laughs> game that was awesome. That oh no yeah, yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, yeah thank you. Hey, hey, Ben, have have you got the uh, the the Shadow of Colossus um, collection? Yet? Sadly, no. I uh, watched a video of the review for it, and it said it just talked about how it wasn't that great of a a remake. I guess really? I don't know. Yeah, I, at least the video I saw of it on uh, game trailers. It said it was okay, but I've been hesitant to buy it. Okay, um, the 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 joystick review uh, was 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 glowing actually. Really? Yeah. 
What did they say about it? They just said that you know it's it's it plays how you remember them playing, and uh, it's it's just uh, if you if you look at them in the context of where they were and what they look like now, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely worthy. You know, just said that uh, eco. You, you know, it's it's good to have that available again, and uh, Shadow of the Colossus is even more stirring without the slowdown. So, okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, general remake uh, chat. But uh, the next one here, Jonathan Blow, who was the developer of Braid, I think we can all get behind Braid as a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. His his next game, uh, The Witness, which is a mist style puzzle game, uh, will not be coming out for the current generation of consoles. Instead, it will be coming to PC and iOS only. The reason why is because the uh, current generation of systems are too old. Blow says, the kind of tricks we'd have to perform to get this game working on those platforms are such a lot of work that to port it over at this point is just not worth it to us. So uh, current systems, a little bit long in the tooth, uh, a, a lot long in the, you know, long in the tooth. What do you guys think of this? Have you, have you heard about this game before? I have not. It looks no. it looks really neat. Um, if you can find videos of it, I think most of them have to have uh, like developer art. Um, they're, they're, they're not, uh, all fancy like it's, uh, like it's going to be, but it has a, has a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, look and premise and feel to it. So, um, I, is it like hyper graphically intense? Like why would it not work for current gen consoles? Uh, click on the link. Um, is, is Harrison Ford going to be in it? <laughs> well, I YouTubed, I YouTubed witness trailer. Okay. And it came up with the 80s movie with Elijah Wood and Harrison Ford. Nice. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I will worry about it. Bad reference. <laughs> I got it, which is which is the sad part. No, it just uh, it's going to be doing a lot of tricks, a lot of filters, a lot of post-processing. And uh, Blow has been known to make, uh, to make some strong, um, assertive statements. Uh, you might even say that he's a bit of a blowhard. Uh, perhaps a whistleblower on the gaming industry (laughs) i hope his next game doesn't blow oh no i think she's blowing this all out of proportion (laughs) that's all i got i'm not i'm not taking part in this let's just hit and blow the belt (laughs) i'll allow it So guys, what you been playing? Not all at once now. For once. <laughs> no. We'll just mutiny. Plead the fifth. Is this a sit-in? Are you guys sitting in? <laughs> so I'm mad. boycotting the show. So I actually, I, uh, I record this show standing up, so I oh, appreciate okay. your your sitting positionism. <laughs> ben, tell me, what yeah. you been playing? I've been playing Fallout 3. I started a new round of New Vegas. And so that's what has been occupying my attention. But really, I mean, this is just something to occupy my time for the remaining two weeks before Arkham City comes out. Uh, This is true. Snuck up on us. Snuck up on us. I'm so excited. Uh, What are you doing different this time in New Vegas? Uh, I'm just trying to... uh, I'm doing more of the side quests, which I did not get to the first time I played through, 
and I'm trying not to piss anyone off. So I didn't even make a decision siding between the Powder Gangers and uh, Good Springs. Oh, I wow. Just, it's, I mean, I could still do the mission right now if I wanted to, but... But because of that, I got to do missions for both the Powder Gangers and other people. So, so that's the game plan right now: is just try and do as many side quests as I that I haven't seen to try and see all the parts of the Mojave Desert. So, gotcha. Yeah. See, see, I didn't think that was possible to do it all in one playthrough. I, I thought that they shunted you into one or the other as you. Approach. Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, eventually you have to take sides and kill other people, but. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I also read all the different types of endings you can have and all the different people you can side with. And all, I mean, even though there's like, you know, four or five different ways you can go, they all kind of run through the same thing. You know, all of them ask you to kill one another. So, and and, and really there's only like the three the the three endings you can get depending on, you know, the 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 Caesar's Legion, the NCR or Mr. House. And then or or your own. You can Oh yeah, if you do yes, man. but uh, but I can cons- I consider those two to be almost the same, this the, yeah. the, the same because it's you taking control of of, of New Vegas Shorts. rather than rather yeah. than any of the outside uh, forces. So yeah. so okay. Not to reveal what I've been playing, but I have been impressed by the degree to which um, even if you don't intentionally fight with any of the factions, stuff like that, the degree to which you do. Um, miss certain um, missions, stuff like that, just from your actions. So, like, I, I've basically been playing and not intentionally starting fights with um, anyone, but there's been a number of situations where I've blown away quest givers before they could give give any of the quests. Simply um, from never trust a stranger, David. <laughs> Oh no! Simply finding myself in like um, self-defense situations where I inadvertently was fighting with someone that they were allied with, even if I wasn't fighting with them directly, huh. or you know things like that. A fun game to play is to is to guess how many of those uh, words are were in ironic quotes. <laughs> self-defense inadvertently. <laughs> 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 Will you please take these hatches to the grocery? Blah, no! <laughs> he was going to attack wanted, me. <laughs> I had boots to reward you with. <laughs> going the NYPD route here. Jeez. So I take that to mean that you, that you are also playing uh, New Vegas then. Yes, yes I am. Which is a trick question because I saw your achievements on Steam. So uh, <laughs> we have the evidence. Confess thoughts. I mean, we, we we Ben Ben and I talked this up to you so much over the past couple of episodes. Was that the deciding factor? Or? Yeah, that was a big thing. Um, I've really been enjoying it. I I really like the setting. Um, one, you know the 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 storyline, the setting itself is really well done. I mean, it's just a good story. The sandbox stuff is pretty cool. It actually, it feels a little bit like Stalker. Not not exactly in tone, but a little bit in some of the way the game plays out. And I really like the um, sort of atomic punk setting. Um, that's, you know, not real common, so I thought that was kind of cool. So I've really been enjoying it, although I will say there are a couple of things I really have not liked. It seems like the the difficulty basically 
The only thing in the game that seems difficult is punching through enemies' armor. Okay. Which I found kind of annoying because I feel like oftentimes when I lose a fight, the the only determining factor was just my gun took off like one bar of health for each shot and and it just I couldn't get enough shots fired to realistically ever defeat them. Now, is that like a leveling thing? Is that like, hey, that means you're getting into areas that you should be coming back to later? or What I think it is, is actually, it's gotten better. What I've found is they don't really point out the fact that in the game, at least from what I've seen, you basically always want to take the highest damage weapon you can find, regardless of DPS or any other considerations. Just because it does pierce. Right. And like, I don't know, I I don't exactly like that, that that's just, that's the only thing that matters. Does that limit your play options? Does that mean you're getting pigeonholed into very similar weapon types? Uh, Well, I mean, in practice, it's a sandbox game, so most of the time, when I'm not fighting the um, tough enemies, I just do whatever the heck I want. (laughs) Um, You know, like, a lot of the more effective armor, I think, looks stupid, so I don't wear it, except when it's a difficult fight. But I would say, actually, the thing that I really dislike is the um, karma system is just incredibly poorly done. Really? Because I thought that it was actually, um, I mean, compared to, compared to Fallout 3, I thought it was really, really well. What they consider to be evil acts don't make sense. So, for example, the um, the fact that Stealing from a gang of murderous thugs is apparently negative karma when I'm stealing from them because I'm infiltrating the place, killing them off. But killing them's not bad, but <laughs> not. stealing that that's wrong. You know, just and you know, just the fact that unlocking a door that is owned by a faction is negative karma. Huh. Now that makes sense. I mean, it would it would be nice if you know factions that you were vilified by crimes committed against them didn't count, right? Um, you know, just if it was if it was a bit more smart contextually, and that plays into kind of a wasted opportunity because the 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 way that Fallout New Vegas excels is is that there are so many factions and everything that you do kind of weighs in on one or the other. I like yeah, that. I I have enjoyed that. Um... So far, I've been um, allying pretty heavily with the followers of the Apocalypse Good and um, killing off the Legion. Although I, fi- I find it interesting because I like the fact that none of the factions I just completely like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the, um, the, um, some of the democracy, those aspects of the NCR, but... I don't like the uh, totalitarianism. Conversely, um, I like the um, followers, you know, more libertarian type approach, but I don't really buy the communist overtones. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just funny that, that this is a game that makes somebody use those words to the, the makes you think about yeah. those principles as you're, as you're discussing. Yeah, yeah. And which I thought is, that was yeah. good. Uh, the one thing I I did want to ask about, get your guys' thoughts, is what did you think of the um, skill checks? Because I would say that was kind of the third thing that I really disliked. 
how it's not like a chance sort of thing, how it's you need right. a certain skill. And I guess what I didn't like about that is, for example, when I built my character, um, I had put four points in um, charisma. I have no plans, never had any plans on um, increasing speech or um, barter, but expected to be able to at least be like, you know, I wanted to not be like blatantly just killing everything that moves. But I didn't want speech to be my focus. But the problem is, since it's you either make it or you don't, I might as well have put one point in charisma. Yep. Huh. Yeah. But the, but the nice thing is, New Vegas is a lot better about doing checks against kind of strange things. So depending yeah. on who you're talking to and what you're talking to them about, you know, if you have a lot of, uh, if you have a lot of points put into guns or energy weapons, or something like that, they can check against those. The weird thing to, to me is that they make it very clear where you like where your skill needs to be in order to pass it. And, and for me, I, you know, I, I know that this is, you know, a kind of a taste thing, but I, I prefer the, uh, the, the fall three uh, aspect of like, you have a 75% chance to pass this, which yeah. I like that because it's more akin to, uh, you know, if you're playing something that's based on a D20 kind of thing, uh, like the like right. anything on the Infinity Engine, or uh, you know, like like Night's Seal Republic. Yeah, I would say the one problem on the other end though is that it also annoys me those things that I did spend points in. Um, for example, for me, it's like repair and lock picking. It's really annoying when I don't have enough for them because, on the other hand, I then feel like this is the thing that I committed to, so I kind of feel cheated. So I feel like they kind of, I don't know, I dislike well, the system at both extremes. I feel like a lot of a lot of the places where they have high is kind of like, even though it's an open world, like there's kind of a direction they want you to go as far as exploring the world. Like, so from right out the get-go, if you go north, there's signs that say "Death Claws, don't go this way," and they tell you to go south towards Prim. You know, so like they kind of want you to like follow a specified path until you get your skills high enough, and then you can kind of go and explore everything. You know, so I, I feel it might, I feel like a lot of their high high things are just like a "Hey, don't come here yet. You need to level up first before you get here." And I prefer that to them putting you know broken bridges or invisible walls. You know? Yeah, that's definitely preferable. Did you guys prefer any of the um, oh, allies in particular? I liked Arcade. Arcade was good. See, he seemed he seemed interesting, but completely worthless. Really? I, I liked uh, the energy weapons, but that was just me. Okay, I guess I wasn't looking at combat, but like I virtually never use healing items. Uh, oh, really? So you don't even use like stem packs or anything? Not not often. Usually what I've found is it's either I've sniped the enemy long before they reach me or I'm dead. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I, I rolled um, handguns, so it was difficult. I was always in the fracas, so it really paid off for me to have to have arcade along. Um, yeah, and I mean, not surprising from what I just said, I've gone with the sniper fellow, which Boone. he has a personality, but he's very <laughs> useful. He's soft spoken, but he has a heart of gold. That Boone. Is that he is that who you went with, Ben? Uh, I mean I love Boone. <laughs> but that uh, uh no 
one thing that I noticed on my second play, the first playthrough, I didn't find uh, Eddie or Edie or Ede, however you want to say it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I found I found that robot on the second playthrough and have used that, and that's been a lot more fun. But as far as faction preferences go, I went to Brotherhood of Steel right out the gate because I wanted that power armor. <laughs> Got to get that power armor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was interested because I expected you know the, the the Brotherhood of Steel has always been the 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 uh, the force for good in all of the games, and it's interesting to see them presented as this nuanced and flawed um, organization. Yeah. Is, you know, really set in their ways and you know set on being isolationist. And I, I like um, what's her name, the the the, the Brotherhood acolyte that you get. Um, uh, I, I don't think I got her yet, so. I, I forget her name, but she's she's good. You find her at one of the at one of the camps, and she 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 has like a like a mechanical punching glove. Um, yes. Yeah. I can't yeah. decide if the character if that character is funny and entertaining or incredibly annoying, though. I think she's funny and enter- entertaining. Um, but I I really I really like the way that they presented that. It's uh, this this needs to be said just because so few um games are willing to tackle this kind of thing, but. Uh, Two two of the companions you can get are homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, her, the the Brotherhood acolyte, and then Arcade. He's 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 gay, and it's interesting how it's like such a non-issue. Like it comes up just as you're talking to them, you know, in in a conversation. It's like, oh wow, they actually handled it really maturely instead of. I thought it was handled very very well. Yeah. Um, in terms of being truly, you know, having the characters be that, not just have that be like some weird like thing but at the same time not like getting preachy yeah it was just secondary and incidental and part of their and just you know they weren't exploiting it for storytelling reasons reasons yeah. no it was it was handled very well and i have to give uh, obsidian much props for that because uh lord knows it's not talked about that often and uh you know there there are some companies <laughs> bioware um that uh <laughs> that that uh tend to kind of commodify that and almost exploit it i would say so neato we're cool falling to vegas it is a game we approve of um do you mind if i go because i really don't have an awful lot do it okay um much to ben's elation i have uh, started digging into uh knights of the old republic in a in a meaningful way um i still haven't gotten off the first planet and yeah. i have i have one word to explain why that is Prazak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, or better known as Space Blackjack. Yeah. I oh, no. Text, I got a text from Cole yesterday that said, Space Blackjack is ruining me. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me smile oh, very man. much. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm not, I'm not normally get sidetracked by video game uh, mini games guy side quest yeah. side quest guy i mean side quest you know that's one thing but something that's literally just put there as a as a side thing to do i i like card games a lot i think one of the one of the best classes i ever took was a game design class where one of the first assignments was to make a card game like design a card game like make a design oh, that sounds hard make a design doc for it's kind of because like like everything has been done before right or you know or so it seems but it's like a real interesting theoretical kind of uh kind of, kind of approach so sitting down and looking at like okay well what if it was blackjack but something different and mm-hmm. uh you know you, you could do these things etc cetera, etc cetera. after i got a handle on it um 
I was really playing playing it. The only problem is the 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 inclination to save scum is is too strong. Yeah, no, that's you need to. That's what I did. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. Okay. Wait, okay. save what? S- save, save scum. So you save before you play a hand of it. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were referring to a character, and I was like, I didn't know that there was a character that I was killing off by playing. But no, I, I follow you now. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, so I haven't gotten. I'm, I'm in the lower city of the of the first uh, um, area where you go trying to resolve a gang war or something. Mm-hmm. Is um, it Terrace? Is that yeah, the name of the ter- part? Terrace? Yeah. Um, so I'm still really far in. I've probably played about two and a half hours of the game, uh, so far, which, you know, it's not, it's not a lot, but I'm, I'm, I'm really getting it. I, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, th- this fits in, you know, right at a cross section of where Bioware was coming off of Neverwinter Nights and going into Mass Effect. And it's, and it's interesting to see where those two cross. Also, I like how, you know, even though this isn't part of the mainline Star Wars universe, um, there are enough Star Wars tropes and, you know, technology and uh, characters and races that it almost acts as it, it leverages the fact that Star Wars is this sci-fi fantasy shorthand that we can follow. Yeah. And so it's really easy to fall into it, even though it's not part of the narrative that I know. Just uh, I, I'm I'm familiar enough with the universe to where it, a lot of this is instantly relatable. It's like, ooh, a Twi'lek dancer. Let me help her, you know, audition for her. For, for her dancing part. <laughs> Did you blow the audition? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> not not purposefully. I'm light side, but you know. <laughs> but no, I, I uh, it's it's absolutely true that these these sorts of games depend so much on the universe they create, and uh, Star uh, Star Wars is just this perfect kind of automatic built universe for you. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because you know Bioware is lauded for um, their world building skills. You know, as of, as of recent, with uh, with Mass Effect and Dragon Age specifically, it's like they took these universes and they made them out of whole cloth. But for for their first decade, they were using other people's settings and other people's worlds with Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons and Baldur's Gate, um, and Neverwinter Nights, and then Star Wars with Knights of the Old Republic. They really got on their feet with Jade Empire, but they got running with uh, with with those two most recent franchises. So you know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of neat to see how they cut their teeth. On these on these already established things, mm-hmm. nice. I need to play Jade Empire again. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think when I played it initially, I was in a place where I could really appreciate it. I, I have it; I've got it like on my 360. So I also did not appreciate it because it was not Night Sealed Republic, <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to play Night Sealed Republic again. <laughs> Understood. Where's so, my damn Wookie? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, t- I took your uh, I took your advice, Ben, and I rolled I rolled for strength. Yeah. Um, I rolled for strength and uh, charisma, which is a really a really strange um, combination. <laughs> but I like talking my way out of situations. So there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm enjoying Spoony it. Bard. <laughs> it's uh, it's it, uh, it's get, it's getting its teeth into me. I'll say it that way. All right. Cool. Cool. The other thing I've been playing, um, I'm just going to put this to bed so I don't talk about it ever again. I beat Final Fantasy XII. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Good night, Final Fantasy XII. Good night, Moon. How long ago did you start that? Uh, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I started it in earnest um, earlier this summer, uh-huh. uh, like like uh, mid-July. Um, I, I ended up putting about 65 hours into it. Might have been more. I'm not sure, um, but I, I my, the PlayStation Two that I was operating on, um, I bought that the summer after it launched, um, so summer of 2000, 
um, and it survived everything I threw at it um, until <laughs> until uh, midway through last week when I was playing and it wouldn't load something. Went down, it put a bunch of rings into my collector's edition Final Fantasy XII disc, oh. and and I put in another game, and uh, it didn't do the same thing, but it wouldn't load it. So uh, long live the PS2. Um, the PS2 is dead. Or the other way around, I forget. Goodbye, old friend. Yeah, so I had to, I had to get a new. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had to, I had to switch it around. But yeah, it's a good game. I really recommend it, even though it is, you know, broken and strange and weird. If you are at all inclined to like role playing games, um, it's good. Um, but uh, what am I, what am I thinking of here? Uh, played more Minecraft which uh, um, with the 1.9 pre-release beta, um, it's a, it's almost an entirely different game, specifically because with the addition of mine shafts, um, you basically, it turns it from like, oh, there's a cave, I'm going to go into the cave, and like, oh, it's a nifty cavern. This is like, I'm exploring, I'm exploring, I'm exploring. Wait a minute, it looks like people were here before. And then there's this gigantic labyrinthine series of tunnels that you have to literally map out. Huh on graph paper as you're going and like set up a system or you will get lost and die. You've been playing that a lot sounds... of this cool. <laughs> that sounds a lot like, um, true area actually. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's neat because you know, the game was fairly vast and you know, that, that was its thing before, but it felt a little bit featureless. I'm still trying to, you know, explore as much of the overworld as I can so I can uh, so I can discover a stronghold because like you can actually find like remnants of civilization and that makes it so much more interesting oh, because cool. because you know you're you're used to as you're walking across the world seeing how the world kind of naturally comes together and you know like here's the rolling hills and stuff like that but when you see a disruptive piece of architecture it's a really eerie feeling and it almost feels like a zelda game or something like that where you're just like "Ooh, this is interesting i'm curious and then you go and then you go and then you go and you explore then like you realize that you know i'm halfway across the map looking at my map down here uh okay i'm gonna have to find a way to get back now and like setting up like base camps as you go along yeah. so you can put so you can put chests down and like make sure that you don't lose any of your stuff if you die um yeah it's it's neat it, i really would recommend if you haven't played it um, a lot recently. I mean, kind of like I was for a while there. It's worth dipping back into. Are there bosses yet? Not yet. Um, but uh, if you go into the Nether, which is their version of Hell, uh, the, the, there are tougher enemies, like you know, flying ghost things that can shoot fireballs at you from across the map and okay. stuff like that. So, I just feel like that that would be something that would add if you know you could find some abandoned building and there was actually something dangerous and entertaining inside. So that sounds like a lot of fun though. Yeah. It's uh they're, they're definitely uh, much closer to making it a full game uh, than, than they were in the past. I feel like this is, this is like a stock that I got in on the IPO <laughs> and like, I, you know, I haven't played it in forever. Um, and you know, partially because of all my gear getting took, but you know, I, I just keep on hearing about all these things, and the stock just goes up and up and up. So, you know, I, I don't know when I'll dip back in, but it's I'm sure it's going to absolutely blow me away. Yeah, that's, that's... why I buy indie games. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that that's me. Um, Dennis, what's up? Not much. Well, obviously, I haven't been playing Minecraft. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with the realization that I can plug my PS3 into the TV with the PS2's video cord. You're welcome. Um, I've, 
Yeah, thank you so much. I've I've delved back into some PS3 games. Namely, um, I got back into uh, Tony Hawk's Project 8. Ooh. And I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before, but it's this game was like super close to the PS3 launch. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, Tony Hawk and everything that comes with it. And I think it might have been the first outing for Tony Hawk on the PS3. Don't quote me on that, but I'm, I'm fairly sure it is. Um, but anyway, so, it, you know, there's there's always been a place in my heart for skating games. Um, you know, it, it's one of the genres that just very naturally has kept the whole high score system uh, through through every phase. And I feel like where so many games have lost that. Um, where you've got infinite lives and, you know, there's no score. You're playing for the experience. Like, there's something addictive about having a high score dangling in front of you. Um, that's just a lot of fun. So I, I inherently enjoy skating games for that. Um, and I think it just it brings out my other inner um, Twitch lover. You know, it, <laughs> you know, you hear about Twitch shooters, but the, the Tony Hawk games are entirely based around Twitch. Like, you know, you jump off a ledge and just Twitch and touch buttons and, you know, move around and stuff. But it's a... It's a good quick fix. It probably sounded a lot more sensual than it should have. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you know, I, I've I've gone into it. I, I I played it before, but then never really got very far. So now I've unlocked all the skate areas, and basically it's it's one big skate park um, world that you roll around in. It um, it's very rough around the edges though, which if you're if you're willing to write off the fact that it was so early in the PS3's life cycle, you can still have a lot of fun. But there's there's some stuff that just gets in the way. So the the um, wayfinding is just horrible. Um, you can kind of set waypoints for yourself and try to find stuff on the map, but it isn't very well, well organized. It's not incredibly clear. Um, so so that can be tough. Especially if you're playing on a small screen TV <laughs> where everything is tiny anyway. Um, so that's been frustrating. The um, the graphics are the best example of Uncanny Valley that I've ever seen. <laughs> like this is like, oh my god, we have so many more polygons to play with. So we'll just kind of like map a human onto a wireframe and no, no, <laughs> it's creepy. And there's there's one or two places where – there are characters that are supposed to be creepy and it works, but <laughs> overall, I don't think every person in the game that I see is supposed to look as creepy as they do. Broken they fox. are skaters, though. They are skaters. <laughs> so this, it's true. Broken fox. Yeah. Um, do they? Is this the one that totals up your medical bills? Yes, and that is hilarious. Um, just, it, it's funny because it, it's almost kind of rewarding to to see that after you you crash really hard. And um, there are actually challenges based around that. See, that's one of those things. They, it, the game didn't do too well in Canada because that feature didn't really translate. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've enjoyed the game for um, all of the little challenges. So basically, uh, whereas previous games that I've played... Uh, probably fairly early in the Tony Hawk's franchise. You know, they start you in an arena and they give you a bunch of goals and then you accomplish as many as you can. Um, obviously, some of them being high scores, some of them being getting to hard to reach places, that sort of thing, in the allotted time. This one does a lot more of breaking out, um, just kind of skating around the world and finding random challenges um, that are much smaller in scale, but uh, it's it's a lot easier to just kind of go around and have random fun. Um, the one thing that really grinds me, though, is that there are no trophies in this game. So I feel vaguely <laughs> guilty 
<laughs> every time I play it. <laughs> Because I'm like I, you know, I could be so much more productive here. I could be earning trophies. <laughs> God. Uh, My imaginary currency. Here the chore. Have a trophy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> By the way, when I went, I don't know why. Um, but when I went to update my my uh, new PS3 to kind of import all my uh, trophy data, it took literally an hour and a half. Because <laughs> everything uh. you do on the PlayStation 3 at the system level takes forever. <laughs> Screw you. No, I know that, 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 they that's, don't. Pay their firmware engineers. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> you have a you have a stake in that, but um, no, no, that, that that wasn't me being partisan. That was just me stating a fact. That's something that I see all the time on Twitter and hear mentioned on podcasts. It's frustrating when you go to turn on your PlayStation Three and you just want to sit down and play a game, and then it says, "Ooh, twenty five minutes to system update." Yeah, it's, well, it's, a, I... it's a recognized flaw. In fact, uh, what's uh, his name? Inafune. He came out and said, basically, "Yeah, we understand that you hate firmware updates. We kind of dropped the ball on that." <laughs> yeah, note, I didn't say you're wrong. I just said screw you. <laughs> okay, well, not, not, not Inafune. <laughs> uh, sorry, that that's that that's wrong. What's his name? Uh, Kasurai. There we go. I feel like that's especially bad for the console, though, because like on computer. That you know that that's that would be nothing. You know that won't really matter. But I feel like consoles are explicitly like you're much more likely to be like, okay, I have an hour, I'm gonna sit down and play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's now I'm gonna sit down and watch a bar go up. Um, so I, I've been playing uh, Tony Hawk's it's World Project. of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I really miss the Tony Hawk franchise. I was I was so big into that, like Tony Hawk. Two for the Dreamcast is like one of the best oh, games ever. So good. <laughs> is that the one where you start off in a hangar, or is that the first one? Boo. Uh, first one, I think. Okay, that's the first. One. No, the first one is a warehouse. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Might be the second one. I forget it. So it's so amazing that I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> I find those interesting as games that, to a certain degree, were kind of sequel mills, but at the same time, like I don't think anyone, like begrudges them that yeah and i think that's the downfall of the series though is they they got too attached to doing new things to do new things it's like no give me some new awesome arenas and don't belabor yourself with a story too much you know and don't (laughs) don't give me another piece of plastic shit to put in my room yeah (laughs) i really want a skateboard peripheral please (laughs) please let me let let me jump up and down in front of my expensive equipment that'd be great what would scream to my friends that I'm a douchebag? <laughs> oh, fake skateboard, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing that, and then I also um, I dug back out the God of War collection. Um, oh. It started in on uh, on the second one. So if you, I don't know if you remember, but the last time I played it, um, I just didn't like it, so I didn't I didn't really touch it. Uh, have you never? Good man, did you never beat the second one? No, I never beat the second one. Did you ever play the third one? Yes. So the, uh, the ending is kind of ruined for me, I guess. I know where all this is going. Wait, wait. Um, How was the ending not ruined for you? If this character who is not named Kratos, he gets killed by a character <laughs> named Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> is, you, just, you just defined the entire series of God of War, David. <laughs> I'm hesitant to put I'm I'm hesitant to put this up on the internet now because you're gonna get poached. Oh man. You're gonna get poached by Sony too. You just ruined the entire series. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but I think 
I'm playing. I'm playing the second one now, and I'm actually enjoying it. And I, I wasn't sure. Um, so I think what happened was I, you know, I, I just got. I, I played the second one on the heels of playing the first one last time. I think there must have been enough like nuance that was unique to the first one, and enough maybe quote unquote upgrades to the combat and what have you in the second one that it, it you know, it was different from the first. And even if that was a step forward, I was used to playing it a certain way. And I didn't jive. So now that I've had a, a chance to kind of cleanse my palate over the course of a year or something, but um, <laughs> now that I've come back to it, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So uh, more on that later. I'm, I'm not very far into it yet. Are you aware of the uh, of the other God of War collection? The, the HD. Oh, yeah. O- Origins and Chains of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta. I hear those are good games. You really? Know, I, feel, I feel, feel sorry for you. I, I could just like buy you any of the Devil May Cry games. <laughs> you know, the games that God of War tries to be, except, you know, not as good. Fair enough. I, I mean, I have been playing through uh, DMC3 as well, so yeah. I haven't forgotten them. Um, but yeah, so God of War uh, 2, uh, what, 10 years late to the party? Something like that, but fun. Cool. That's what I've been playing. episode number 130 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. So your homework for the uh, for the week uh, proceeding from this, you can go to iTunes and you can rate us and review us, get us up there in the rankings. You can go to duckbeat.tv and uh, subscribe to more of our programs um, on there. You can download more episodes of this show if you're curious about our take. You can do a search like, hey, I wonder if they talked about this game or that game. Etc. And uh, you can see what's up, which episodes those were, and you can pull them up and download them and hear what we have. Those are all good things to do. You can also check out uh, the other shows on the network. Uh, those damn Ross kids is in top form this week. Uh, watch out for Fireballs, the new retro games show uh, is in full swing. We just released the Call of Cthulhu episode, and uh, so next time we're going to be talking about Super Mario RPG. If you want to get in on the action and submit a response, you might just win a copy of our next game, which is Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, other than that, uh, you can just continue being awesome. And, uh, thank you so much for your time. And just Thank you so much to you guys for doing the show with me. It's a fantastic way to spend some time with my friends. Um, oh, yeah. And just uh, to sign off here, I'm Cole. I'm Dennis. Dave Meinsman. And uh, thank you so much. Don't have garbage on your face. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Although those lyrics in Gregorian <laughs> chant would be hilarious. <laughs> God, I used to be able to tube and throat sing. <sighs> oh, to... skill to have. Oh, who's doing that? Who's doing that? <laughs> okay. I only know it from Dumb and Dumber. Tractor beam. <laughs> Suck me right in. <laughs>